truth. Listening to Thought Crime Live on Republic Broadcasting Network. This is hour two of Thought Crime Live for February the third, twenty twenty-four. Wow, time sure is flying it. And I'm joined today by Dr. Jonathan Cooey, JJ Cooey of GigaOmBiological.com, and we've just been committing thought crimes here, talking a lot about the biology and the psyop that was known as COVID. And uh, let me turn it back to you, sir. I've already got a lot of feedback from people saying you should be a regular guest, and I knew that they would feel that way. I've learned a great deal from following your stream. And if you guys have a question for JJ, too, let me let me toss this out to y'all. If you would like to have a question, it's 512-248-8252. We will take callers this hour. Yes, sir, please go ahead. Um, so I, w- I would like to just put a shout out there for people not only to look for GigaOm Biological and join my streams and, and, and listen to my broadcast, but I would like you to try and locate someone by the name of Jessica Hockett. Um, 
and uh, locate someone by the name of Mark Kulak, who, who, who streams under the name Mark Husatonic Live on YouTube. Um, he recently lost his main channel because he covers some of the very same stuff that I cover. Um, and some of these people are better at seeing this elephant from other sides. Another person that I'd really like your viewers to become familiar with is a guy by the name of Denny, Denny, D-E-N-I-S, Denny Rancor. Um, he is a Canadian, um, used to be a physicist and a professor of physics, um, but lost his job after an extended battle over free speech with the faculty. He won that case eventually, and so now he's just kind of a free thinker. And he has done a lot of analysis on all-cause mortality. So just for your viewers out there, real quick um, run-through, all-cause mortality is just what it sounds like. All the people that have died every year. In America, it might be a surprise to some people that between... 2,700,000 and 3 million Americans die every year, which is somewhere between 50 and 65,000 Americans every week, every year, all the time. And so when they were telling us that there were a thousand people dying of COVID and giving us no context in which to process that number, it sounds like a slaughter bath. But if they had told you that every week in America we expect between 55 and 65,000 Americans to pass away from all causes, then it would be into a context that you might better be able to understand. Now imagine if they had taken this and said that every year we lose about 15,000 people to unexplained pneumonia. And we save about another 50,000 people from unexplained pneumonia every year. And the way we do it is broad-spectrum antibiotics and some steroids if it goes nuts. And we stopped doing that, and the deaths from secondary pneumonia went up as high as triple they've ever been in the last two decades. And so there are some fundamental aspects of how the medicine was executed, how medicine was changed at the start of the pandemic that has been confounded as evidence of a spreading pathogen when really it feels a lot more in retrospect like it was evidence of some spreading bad ideas. It's very, very well put. Someone wanted me to ask, did you think there was any link with the 5G and the uh, spread at all? I mean, that some people have speculated on that, too. They just wanted your opinion on that. Um, well, I mean, the 5G at the beginning of the pandemic was used more as a, uh, a distraction. And so mm -hmm. I, I can tell you that there were quite a few people that I was interacting with at the beginning of the pandemic behind the scenes that were insistent that one of the the ways that the Chinese government or whoever was attacking us with this novel pathogen was going to work against us, was going to confuse people by saying that the rollout of 5G was actually the what they were doing and that this whole covid thing was a cover-up and so it's interesting that 5g was one of these major narrative that was tied into the beginning but then also the brass tacks on the ground is is that in a lot of places around the world they were indeed rolling out 5g towers at the start of the covid pandemic so it is not something that can be discounted but what you need to see as a as a as a passive or 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 casual viewer of this very interesting time in history is to see how aggressively the issue of 5G, its technology, its potential danger for your children was completely confounded with the, pass, the, the, the presence of a pathogen. And so instead of 
legitimately questioning whether or not these high-powered towers should be near residences, residential areas. We were instead arguing about whether 5G was capable of interacting with some nanoparticle that they may or may not have released. And so by having us get into these very vigorous discussions and these very limited debates that have nothing to do with reality, we have neither effectively questioned the spread of a novel pathogen, nor have we effectively questioned the safety of 5G. And five years later, we're still asking the wrong questions about both of these issues. And we have yet to question or hold the pharmaceutical companies liable for the vaccine. So, you know, I was... I wish I'd never had been vaccinated, and I was bamboozled into taking uh, one some through the H1N1 psyop. You know, I got they. I was damaged by those, and uh, pharmaceuticals have harmed me. I mean, that's a whole other subject. But I so much better without big pharma. That just that's not beneficial to humans. It just it just that just. Oh, I, I can't believe people are still. It's, it, buying into that and, and it's killing people i care about you know you were talking about some people maybe have to be left behind or whatever that that breaks my heart sometimes i know that uh you know this thing is is daunting and we have to talk to the kids you you mentioned that too let me uh let me t- we have some caller a uh, caller already let me let me sure. get the, the caller's question uh here patrick in texas patrick you have a question for jonathan uh i do um Hey, I think the doctor's going to be a great asset for our people. Uh, there's a, a Rockefeller allopathic medicine. They've always, been, it, even before Rockefeller, it was corrupt. They were always, you know, they would not do like the Indians did. They used steaming tents. Natural remedies were very effective, ten times more effective than, than the poison they were feeding you know, the people for syphilis. They get mercury and stuff like that. But... Uh, you know, it's, you know, the thing about it is like, you know, there's a, there's 5G, there's, we're so sensitive, there's a, there's a study where this, uh, uh, there was a classroom where all the kids came down with leukemia, or a vast majority of them, and they found out that these, they, they were not opening the windows and letting sunlight come in. And it was all about the light. They, they weren't getting, we're so sensitive, just a simple thing as light, a full spectrum of light. Can, can lead to an outbreak of leukemia. You know, what about 5G? What's that going to do to us? Is it going to give us all, you know, brain tumors? I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, you know, uh, you know uh, is, it, is it the Rockefeller uh, allopathic medicine that's, you know, that's uh, sparked this? Or is it, was it corrupt before this? Or how can, why are all the doctors so complicit? Um, It's a good question. You know, part of it has to do with the way that they are educated. I think a large fraction of it has to do with the way that they are educated. I mean, if you talk to the average medical school graduate now, you're going to find that that they may not even have a real immunology class. They certainly don't have a vaccinology class, even though we've heard for the last three years that there are all these people that call themselves vaccinologists. I don't know where they learned their trade or what school they trained in because it seems like a moniker that you just claim when you're on this train where you think that vaccines are great. And I I don't necessarily have the the receipts to say that it goes right back to the Rockefeller family, but I don't think that anyone would argue with the idea that the Rockefellers fundamentally changed the way that medicine existed in the United States by using 
weaponized piles of money to influence the way that medicine was taught and influence the foundational principles of medicine to rather than looking at the patient as a whole and and trying to decide what they're doing wrong that you could bring them back to well-being you try to think of something that you can give them that comes from your product line and again this was you know what do we do with all these chemicals that we get from from the oil industry what do we do with all this extra stuff that we have and we're finding um, they, they they realized that this could all be products if we could be convinced that these things were had medicinal value. So I don't I don't I don't want to discard the, the the callers. I mean, he's definitely right that they have a seminal role in this. But I also want to caution everybody listening to not think that is as simple as the Rockefellers, because the Rockefellers is actually a pretty mainstream answer to this problem. And I want to encourage everybody that that any of these so, you know, right in front of your face answers to this problem are likely to be incorrect or at least incorrect enough so that we're not going to get the get the touchdown that we want by saying it was the Rockefellers. We've got to go against okay. we've got to go. First of all, we need to make sure that we isolate live people and people that are currently at the heads of these weaponized piles of money because that's really what it is we're we're dealing with web piles of money that are so big that that governments have to listen to them and that that is the unseen force that's working in the background i don't know who or what their names are but i do know that there are piles of money that are so big that they can influence individuals and influence whole governments and that's where this whole problem lies because we think as people that watch tv that the way that we we excise ourselves from this situation is to elect the right people. But if all of the people that we are allowed to elect are already under the auspices of these large piles of money, then we, we are electing nobody and we are never really going to get out of this. Terrific thank answer. You very much. Thank, thank, thank you for the call, Patrick. Yeah. I, point, I say that you can vote for the puppets, but you never get to vote for the puppeteer. Uh, that, that that is well put, sir. Uh, uh, next up, we have Sherry in Kansas. Sherry, thank you very much for the call. Uh, do we have Sherry? Um, JJ, I'll tell you up front, I'm more of a terrain theory type person than germ theory. Um, but, and I I do believe that it's a lot of people just don't, detoxify because of all the crap they're putting in but and the crap in our environment um but i've heard people say that if you talking like the number of cells you have in our skin suit that a lot more of them are not considered our dna but we couldn't live without them and so when you talk about the 5g and all this this wireless energy in our environment. I mean, it's got to be infecting stuff that keeps us healthy, like those little bacteria and, you know, everything in our microbiome. With their active denial systems, we know they can cause people to crap and they can cause people to change emotion. They can be infecting that stuff, too. I was going to let you finish there. I, I, I completely agree. Um, 
the terrain and germ theory uh, debate is actually another one of these, you know, one side wins, the other side loses kind of thing. If you if you fight for one of those as being the dominant theory, then you're not really fighting for the middle ground there, which is really what we should be fighting for. Um, I agree totally um, with your assessment, and I would have gone there already with the previous caller in the sense of saying that um, the United States as a culture, unfortunately, the, the, the masses, the TV watching masses are not taking care of themselves and they haven't taken care of themselves for 20 years because the food hasn't been available. The culture tells them to sit on their couch and watch TV and and being overweight and unhealthy has become uh, just what Americans are. And this is a fundamental thing that gets ignored every time that these people go to the doctor's office there the doctor doesn't start with well if you wouldn't have mistreated your body for the last 25 years we wouldn't be here and so maybe we should reverse some of those habits that are that are that brought you to this stage they are just looking for the product that they should give out the product that they should sell the product they should prescribe and so these these issues i think can't be underestimated and so if you if you can teach the children and teach young people that that just by watching the amount of crap that comes into their body, just by drinking clean water, just by by maintaining, as you said, the microbes in their gut and the microbes on their skin and not using antibiotics all the time, not using um, products that, that, that disrupt the microbiome, we, as you said, understand that, that a, a diverse and well-functioning microbiome results in in well-being in the sense of less depression it results in in more energy it results in better health it results in lower weight all of these things and we can't underestimate how the american culture with processed foods it's kind of making it almost uh, uh, a a requirement if you're going to consume these products then you're going to have a microbiome and you're going to have an immune system that is necessarily compromised if you expose your skin to these cosmetics that have these untested or unproven chemicals in them over years, then you're going to develop immune abnormalities. You're going to develop uh, digestive and metabolic abnormalities that cannot be explained by our understanding of a healthy body. And they cannot be explained by our understanding of how pharmaceuticals work or don't work because we are not at starting at the foundation, which is what have you done to your sacred biology to set it out of balance and how long have you been doing those things and those are questions that we don't ask and i'm assuming or hoping that that's really the kind of point you want to make and i totally agree yes sir and uh, yeah, myself too the park again with your guest thanks Thank sherry you. hey we'll be right back after the break y'all thanks for the call sherry be right back folks outside my window in the rain i play checkers I'm sick of checkers I'm sick of pain
My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Do you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately-issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing... The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else... Tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 602-799-8214.
Thought Crime Live on Republic Broadcasting Network. I'm Stephen Douglas White, your host. Uh, I really appreciate you joining me. Uh, that was we, we we were talking to Sherry at Kansas, and I appreciate those work kind words, Sherry. This this man has taught me a lot that I've followed his uh, uh, streams on Giga on Biological and response to something that you said you could see the result of me getting rid of big pharma and trying to readjust the toxins i take in uh it probably i think it might be on my page at rbm but if you go to my facebook or or uh, twitter I, I or the facebook page has the, the 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 pictures of how i looked the day i started on rbn i was sitting on a little red ball outside of target and two years later so i made a lot of changes and i try to i'm not trying to brag about it so much i feel like some kind of prideful i say that sometimes but i want to encourage anybody that that thinks they can't make changes in themselves that look i did this you can do it too you know people inspired me to try and and you guys rbn was like a family to me too you know it just just knowing that people were listening really had an effect on me i want to thank all the listeners for that too and ask you please keep rbn and keep these uh these conversations going too and, and with that, uh, let me go to the next uh, caller. We have uh, Bill in Kentucky. Thanks for calling, Bill. Hey, hey, uh, talk, good to talk to you again, Stephen. Talked to you a couple nights you in Blackburn. Um, one one thing that you have changed too, besides look like you're in better health and lost a lot of weight and everything, you got a lot more hair. You got to, you look more like uh, Robert Plant there. <laughs> well, I am that long-haired country boy. That's true. You have a question for JJ, sir? Yes, I do. I, I very much do. The, the What do you know about that? Uh, I keep hearing about disease X or a pandemic or epidemic X. Do you have any inkling on what that may be, or, or is that just a rumor or what? Uh, Bill, unfortunately, um, disease X was a generic term for the next pandemic, and it was already in use, um, I believe, the first time really in 2018. Um and, and it is something that um, in these circles of bureaucrats and 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 government operatives, um, it means the the next pandemic. And so they're recycling this term, and they they have never used it at the WEF until this year. And so I do really think that this is a media campaign to give you more reinforcing ideas that um that, an, that there is another pandemic coming and it's very likely to come and so they have to have this plan for disease x and the idea is to imply that there are a number of different possibilities and that's why they call it disease x i'm not i don't at all believe that this is a, a threat to our children or to us um but i do believe that there are ways uh you know, using lies and, and using other biotechnology that they could fool us into believing that there was a disease X. And so that's the kind of that's the kind of biology I'm trying to teach and trying to get everybody to understand that that there are tools, there are molecular biological tools and signals that could be used and misconstrued as spread. And whether or not they did that this time um, is up for grabs because it's a criminal investigation or at least it should be so i don't have the answers but whether they could use it the next time is without a doubt certain um they could definitely use the biology that i've described to create the next illusion of a pandemic and uh i don't think this time they'll fool around i don't think this time they will go use any half measures and that's what i'm most afraid about so if we can get our children to understand this mythology before they pull that alarm um it would be really great so that's what disease x is in a nutshell Thanks for the call. And the one other thing I want to say, yeah. 
what I, I'm not, this is not a guarantee hey, well, that I'll never get it or anything, but I've so far missed having uh, the, you know, having COVID. I've, I've had that to, I take zinc 50 milligrams every day, vitamin C, and, uh, Bill, we're coming up on the break, sir. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, 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 any, uh, can you hold on to the to after the break? Oh no, that's okay. I'll I'll just go right. on. I want Thanks you guys to call, sir. Day. Yeah, appreciate you listening, sir. Thanks for the call. Always appreciate your input. Be right back, folks. In a high hey, I am a white destroyer. For I will show you silver and gold And I will bring you treasure I will wave a widowing flag And I will be your lover And I will show you grotto and cave And sacrificial altar and I will show you I want the truth You can't handle the truth You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network Real news, real talk, real people Because you can handle the truth People often write to tell us What has happened for them since starting Extendivite Allow me to read a few After taking Extendivite for about six months, I've noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from the carpal tunnel syndrome. I will continue to buy product. This formula is very powerful. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure is stabilized. My lower edema has reduced and lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem, pain in the chest after climbing stairs and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new Ease-Off drop-in lift? What in the world is an Ease-Off drop-in lift? Our Ease-Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the Ease-Off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows too. Ease off LLC four one seven nine three two six four one nine. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to T-shirts to artwork. 
At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Listening to um, Thought Crime Live on Republic Broadcasting Network. Network.org. Oh, and I just I caught, it, caught an echo, echo there somehow. somehow. <sighs> I don't know why that, why that happened, happened, but. but... Is it still Am I coming? Yeah, it's still okay. Now it's back. It's gone. Thanks. I, I don't know what that was, but <laughs> sorry, folks. I had a little echo in me here. But listen, thanks for joining me. And um, I'm joined by Jonathan, Doctor Jonathan Cooey, JJ Cooey. I want to let you give your uh, site out again for all the listeners. I'm sure that they would uh, uh, like to know that man. Also, I wanted to mention to the folks in your stream that if they, they've never listened to RBN before, last I wanted to recommend that last Saturday I had a show. Uh, I was on Mike Gaddy's Rebel Madman Radio Show. We had the uh, USS Liberty survivors on and if any of y'all have not heard that yet it was last saturday rebel madman radio you can find it in the archives i wanted to recommend that very much to anyone who hasn't heard it and let me let me let you give your information again too sir uh my name is jonathan cooey you can find me at gigaomebiological.com um gigaom is kind of a hard thing to spell it's g-i-g-a-o-h-m it is uh it is a lot of ohms um, not to be confused with uh, Giga, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, gigawatts, which was on um, Back to the Future. They needed to get 1.21 gigawatts in order to go <laughs> back to the future. This is Giga Ohm, which is resistance, and it's a it's a term that came from when I was a biologist. And so, I liked being a biologist, and this was my way of reminding myself that I once was an academician and no longer am. So, gigaohmbiological.com. Thanks, Steve. Okay, thanks. And next up, uh, we have Art in Georgia. Art, thanks very much for the call, sir. Well, you you kind of threw a monkey wrench in there on me, uh, because that's exactly what I was calling in about, was people in the chat room were asking what the name was in the website. But since you already got that out of the way, I will ask, there's another question in the chat room, and that's uh, for those that might be interesting. 
interested, thoughtcrimelive.chatango.com, C-H-A-T-A-N-G-O, thoughtcrimelive.chatango.com. And it's an anonymous tech, uh, participant wants to know if colloidal silver does any good, like, to support healthy gut. Um, my long and short, my, my short answer should really be, I don't know. Um, colloidal silver sounds like something that might, yeah, I don't know. That doesn't sound like something that I would necessarily use to augment my gut bacteria. I would really concentrate on using fermented foods. So, um, sauerkraut, yogurt, fermented vegetables, this kind of thing is where you're going to, from, from my understanding is much better than trying to use any kind of inert substance to augment those microbes. I think you should feed them, not, not tweak them. I think you should feed them. Um, just feed them. That's what I do. I do, uh, a lot of, uh, kimchi and kombucha. I think that's probably very, very good. I agree. I, 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 I like the fermented foods and my I can tell you my experience with the colloidal silver back when I used to suffer all the time from sinus infections constantly. I would snort some of the colloidal silver, but, you know, it, it, it never it, it, it may help me breathe a little short term, but it, it or kill some of those bacteria up there. But it, it threw the, the, the whole biome off until I stopped trying to intervene and. and tried to cure the problem that you know, I, and, uh, I, yeah i would like to just piggyback on that because the last couple callers have brought it up and i think we should all you know really reconsider the importance that we attribute to the health of our guts and i really um and this is also something that i'm learning now over the last couple of years this is not something that i was preaching pre-2022 um, but I have come to understand, and in fact, you can look at the YouTube channel that I was running back in the day, that I did a bike ride um, that was actually about a study where they did an anatomical tracing of neurons from the gut. And they traced these neurons all the way back to all kinds of different places in the brain. So essentially, the anatomy of a monkey, if you look at the connectivity between brain regions and the gut, the connectivity with the gut is absolutely extraordinary, much more than what traditional, you know, cartoons of how the human body works in in grade school would, would describe it. And in fact, not only is the nervous system and the central nervous system intimately connected to the gut, but then you have this immune system that is working with tolerance in the gut as, as, as a sort of symphony between a neurological modulation of the gut processes and also a, an immunological modulation of the gut process. So if you think about the fact that your brain and your immune system are working in concert to decide what comes in and what doesn't and what you utilize and what you don't utilize, then you really almost have summarized like 80% of all that it means to be human. And you're talking only about your brain, your immune system, and the microbiome of your gut. And yet somewhere on the TV, COVID has always been about the virus and about antibodies, which have nothing to do with the well-being and health of humans. It's the Scooby-Doo. <laughs> you know, Scooby-Doo. Diverse de- deception. And I, yes, that, I agree completely. I, hey, thanks very much for the call, Art. And yeah, I, I, hello, Chad. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, I don't always I, I have 
sometimes my wife will get it, but I can't follow it. Usually while I'm talking, I'm walking and, and talking, so I, I check it afterwards. But thanks very much for calling in and giving that. And next up, I, I have a fellow uh, RBN host, Mr. William Rapillum. Hi, William. Thanks for the call, sir. Oh, yeah. Hi, Stephen. Yeah, and uh, hi, JJ. It's, uh, it's good to hear you. Um, I uh, agree with uh, so much of what you say, and uh, I want to, uh, you know, first uh, give my respects to uh, this show and, you know, everything that's being discussed. I, I wanted to address uh, something, though. I just want to ask you um, about, uh, are you familiar with uh, uh, Dr. Stefan Lanka and how they debunked um, virology altogether? Yes. Um, uh, using the, the cell culture, and he did the cell culture experiment where he didn't use any sputum from a sick person, got the exact same result. Yes. Um, and then, okay, and then, you know, I, I just, I didn't hear that kind of talked about here. I don't know, you mentioned being sort of more in the centrist uh, on the germ theory versus terrain theory, and I, I didn't really understand uh, why you took that position there. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to go well, after the truth, whatever that sure. is. I don't really have well, any... I, I can I can take it from there. Um, I think it's a really um, important question because I don't want anyone listening to think that I think that Stefan Lanka himself is a Looney Tune. I think he's he's a real grandfather in this in this fight against this mythology. Um, and he was around back when you know AIDS and these kinds of things were the feature of this mythology. What I want to stress to you and everyone else with this question is that there is a very big danger um, in in suggesting that all previous biology with regard to viruses is 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 fake. It's very different than being wrong and versus fake. And I think that a lot and I'm not saying that Stefan Lanka is doing it, but I am saying that there are other nefarious actors who have adopted the flag of no virus and then taken it to a logical extreme, which is now as divorced from biological reality as the model of a gain-of-function virus that can that can accurately transcribe itself for five years straight. There are both, at this stage, there are people representing both sides of that equation in a ridiculous sense. And the reason why the no virus in the extreme is ridiculous is because it discounts, often discounts the idea that there are viruses at all. And we know, and I, I, I assure you that even Stefan Lanka knows, that there are viruses that carry genetic signals between bacteria. There are viruses that carry genetic signals between plankton and the ocean. There are genetic signals that carry, or there, there are viruses that carry genetic signals between the, the roots of trees and the, 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 rhizomes of the fungi that are symbiotic with them in the soil. So we know there are virus particles that are released in the brain that, that take RNA from one neuron to another. There are endogenous viruses that are responsible for moving pieces of RNA between our gamete chromosomes and actually crossing over the reassortment of genes that gives us all of the variation in our children is is actually modulated by endogenous viruses so we understand that these signals exist we understand that they're there but what has been identified by these no virus people 
is the idea that these signals are responsible for disease, and they are not. But remember, that's different than right. saying yeah, that's that there are no signals. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I, so yeah. I want you no, to understand can I, that can I, I jump in? That. Sure. Um, okay, sure. so th- this is, the, I don't know who you're speaking of that takes the no virus, but I, you know, I listen to Dr. Tom Cowan. I listen to, uh, you know, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, and then there, there's a lot of people in their camp. There is like uh, the, the couple from uh, Mark and Sam Bailey, uh, and they have been asking the people that are saying that viruses are pathogenic uh, to come to the table uh, and debate them. And, you know, there have been a couple of attempts, and they've absolutely failed uh, They'll because their basis on their science is based on uh, a computer model. Um, they don't even use the cell culture anymore to organically produce an actual genome that is specific to a pathogen that represents, say, COVID, for example. Can I, can I interrupt here? Because I really want you to understand that I'm not arguing. Well, let me, wait, 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 real quick, let me, just, let me just compound that I did understand what you said, okay? You're, you're talking about uh, viruses now. If we were to define what is a virus, right? It's a. It, do we agree that it's a. It's a. It's a strand of either RNA or DNA that's wrapped in a lipid coat. Is that. Is that your understanding? Because that's the mainstream definition of what a virus is. And then the other question I would pose on that is that is it not a, an exosome? Well, okay, so you're opposing, you're putting questions, and I love the questions, but I I really wanted to interrupt you because I need to make an important point here, and that is that when I was still a consultant for Robert F. Kennedy Jr., I reached out on behalf of CHD, and I tried to make a bridge with these no-virus people very specifically about the idea that RNA virology is a hoax and that actually RNA virology is based on a bedrock methodology of RNA clones. So they find sequences in the wild, they make a lot of DNA, and then they convert that DNA to RNA, and then that RNA will cause cytopathic effects, that RNA will cause an immune reaction in an animal if you inject it in their nose, that RNA will cause a sequencing reaction that's highly robust in a cell culture. And so all of the illusion of RNA virology can be created using laboratory-proven bench techniques for DNA manufacture and RNA manufacture. And I reached out to the no-virus people two years ago to try and explain to them that virology could use RNA infectious clones to lie about RNA virology as a field. And they chose to do one thing and one thing only, and that is to discredit me to call me a liar, and to try to get me fired. They didn't reach out and say, oh, let's hear more about how it is that everybody... So who are you talking about? I'm talking about Christine Massey. I'm talking about Tom Cowan. I'm talking about Alex Zek. And I'm talking about the two Baileys. All of them. I reached out to the Baileys in 2020, and they told me they couldn't do an interview because she was having a baby. And then after that, it was over. No one would talk to me. The moment they reach out and say, wow... It's interesting that you've been trying to say that RNA RNA infectious clones could be used to create the illusion of a pandemic because we didn't understand that's what you were saying when we tried to ruin your family's life last year. That's what I would like. 
Huh. Because I got and, myself look, fired twice already for fighting through this biology, and twice I've tried to reach right. out to them to to find out what they're saying, and they have ignored me and instead tried to yeah. blast me, and that's unfortunate because I want to I want to make a bridge here. I don't, I'm I'm dubious about this. I, I've got to because I've been listening to them for years. They've been trying to get somebody to come to the table every once in a while. Somebody will. But you're saying that they've taken you and they've swept you under the rug and covered you up and you can watch the video, stuff. my I'm friend. There's a video with, with all there's a video with all five okay. of them addressing me and when they address me they insult me and they say that clones are imaginary. And I'm actually arguing that viruses are imaginary and they use clones to create the illusion and they're ignoring me. Why would what they do they ignore clones that? Do? I mean, Why would they what, ignore what, that? What do they do? What do these clones actually do? They create the molecular signal that they say is impossible, which is a high-fidelity RNA signal that can be sequenced using PCR and using Sanger sequencing, which they say is an illusion, but it's not in the context of clones. It's always been an illusion in the context of these stupid bats, but it's not an illusion when it comes to making DNA on a bench. They've been able to make DNA on a bench at high fidelity for 20 years. And so the fact that they've told you that, oh, we found this genetic signal, it suggests that they could just put it there. And I've been arguing that from the beginning, but it's not just that they're lying about there being viruses. It's they're lying about the fidelity of this signal, and they placed it there and told you it's viruses. I'm trying to help them, and they won't listen. <laughs> who, who? Okay, so they're not saying this, obviously, because they don't purport that viruses cause disease or are pathogenic or that they actually they you know, won't the whole, have a discussion I mean, about how the illusion is created. They just want me to argue about isolation and verification. Well, and I've let already me. admitted that they can't do that. So let's have a discussion about what RNA clones are. Let's have a discussion let about me. what all these papers are. And they won't. Okay. okay. All right. Well, let me, let, me, let me ask you something. Let me ask you this. Okay. So you have this lipid-coated uh, uh, DNA sequence. And uh, it, it's claimed by mainstream science that what happens is that DNA sequence will get into the cell biology, cell you know machinery, and it will bind to the other DNA sequences in that cell machinery, and in fact the in fact, uh, and, and actually start then it would start replicating. But by itself, it's totally inert. Uh, without having a host uh, hours and hours right. every night telling people that this is a lie, that this is not true, that it's not right. possible for a cell to do something that it doesn't already do. It's like saying that you can take a cuckoo clock and make it make toast. You can't do that. You can make a cuckoo clock ding at the wrong time and you can make it read the wrong clock the wrong time, but you can't make it make toast. And a virus cannot make a cell do something that it doesn't already do. And that's why viruses are just hijacking the machinery of exosomes which is something i've also been saying for three yes thank you yeah listen what i well the way i heard you explain it was that these the the virology uh the cart was before the horse that exosomal biology should have been the basis of virology instead of Of the other way around of course yes of course course because they're purporting to analyze a signal that is predominated at this size scale by signals that are endogenous and instead people like nathan wolf and all the others have convinced us that at this size scale the only thing that exists are viral pathogens there's no endogenous communication there's no there's no signaling here it's just all viruses and this is the lie 
Okay. Okay. Let, let me let, let me try to understand. Okay. Oh. So you have, you hey, have this cloned. Hey. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt you. We got a couple more callers. Would okay. I, I, I? I really appreciate. Uh, I, I hope that Doctor yeah. Huey will return. People, I've got a lot. People uh, would love to hear this again. More of this, I think. Uh, JJ, uh, let me bring that up before we run out of time. Uh, I'm available every right. Saturday that you are, my friend. Terrific. Oh. And, and hey, can you can you stay? With, can you take the callers too, uh, yeah. William? Is is that cool? Can you stay? You and, stay handle yeah, if you could. We got two more callers here. If you want to hang out, is that cool? If we okay. try to get to them before I go, it's Bob in Utah first. Bob, thanks very much for the call. You have a quick question for AJ? Uh, JJ? Yeah, hey, good job, William. Uh, you covered most of uh, what we expected. Uh, I want to ask about the infectious clones. What exactly is the process uh, by which uh, these are synthesized or created in the lab? Um, so it's a it's a pretty standard technique that they're trying to give uh, Ralph Barrick extra credit for having developed. But in reality, uh, molecular biology on the bench has been creating DNA sequences from scratch and cutting them into pieces and getting them to stick together again in the ways that, that they would like them to do. That's how all molecular biology in academia is done. And so what what they've done with coronaviruses is really weird. Because when they find coronaviruses before the pandemic, they find a signal of RNA, a signal, meaning that they, they can hear some noise on a radio or they can find uh, the, the signs of somebody having been in a garage, but they don't have the person. They haven't caught the intruder. They've just found a sign. And from that sign, they can, they can purport to create, recreate the whole intruder. And so from this perspective, what they're doing usually before the pandemic was they were looking for a particularly conserved gene, only about 300 base pairs long. And if they looking found there, that, looking sorry, where, looking, looking in, where in, in, the Gisade, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. in a bat, in a bat anus, in people's lungs, in whatever, in some kind of sample, they're looking for an RNA signal, which they can use PCR to find. But, that does not mean that that signal is specific for something, but they claimed it was. Now, they've been telling us a story that if they look with PCR, they can also find other genes present in these in these bats. But for some reason, when they put this into culture, it never grows. So the way that they have overcome this problem is by assembling what they call a synthetic coronavirus genome. Now, is this a real thing? You're going to have to argue with these scientists about it. They claim to have found these genes in the wild, and if they assemble these genes using synthetic DNA, then they can create some of the effects of viruses in cell culture and in animals. So what I'm telling you is that for the last 15 years, coronavirus biology is based on one RNA signals that they claim to find in the wild, and two. Okay, I asked about in the lab. Now, hello, plasmids. Yeah, yeah, go ahead with yeah. And so so they they find this sequence in the wild, and they create a DNA copy of it. Now, the reason why that's important is because the RNA signal, like a cake, can't just be put back in the oven and then you pull out two cakes and then put the cake in the oven again. You pull out three cakes. RNA doesn't work that way. But DNA is like a recipe. I can make. Yeah, I know about uh, 
So then, what I'm suggesting to you is, is that unlike virology, where you can't grow a lot of a virus, if I wanted to make a lot of the SARS-CoV-2 sequence, I could make a lot of it. I could make a truckload of it. And then I could spread it out in different bottles, and I could spill it in different countries. Okay, okay. Here's my question. Uh, Are they PCR in the whole thing with one giant uh, long forward and reverse primer, a long distance apart? Oh, oh, that's the point. The point. No, you cannot. They, in order to find this sequence in the wild, they need a hundred different primer pairs, which makes it possible for a hundred different error signals, a hundred different false positives to result in them. Look, we found this sequence. So when you say clone, they're cloning a hundred different sections of it over and over. When I say clone, they are making a pure RNA, and they are telling you that that pure RNA is natural. That's what I'm saying, and it's not. It would be like saying, uh, we're going to make a million uniforms for an NBA team, and then we're going to say that's evidence that this NBA team is popular. That's not how this works. I, I understand. It's <laughs> yes. Okay, let, let me say this. I, I don't want to argue with you because I know you've had a rough time, and you've changed your views a lot. Uh, I, I want to talk to I, the other people out there. If 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 there are no I, real contagious viruses in reality, I'm, hey, I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm sorry to cut you off, Bob. We we're coming up on the end of the show, and I apologize to Brian uh, in uh, Washington. Uh, we're not, but listen, I really want to thank you again for joining me. Terrific show. I hope you'll join me again uh, on RBN. Some of the other hosts may want to invite you on too, because I, you know what you're talking about. You're real thought criminal and, and inspire me very much one more time as we go out uh give folks your information sir uh my name is jonathan cooey you can find me at gigaomebiological.com g-i-g-a-o-h-m biological.com and you can also find me on twitch with the same name gigaom biological it's a it's a channel unfortunately twitch isn't the best platform but that's where to find me for now and you can look me up on my website thank you very much steve for having me great thanks very much and rbn remember a thought crime a day helps keep tyranny at bay Y'all be good to each other. Nice. One of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. You're listening to Real Talk Radio. Only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs>